honestly, I care more about eating pies than England. Hello, hello! Welcome to a brand new 2023 episode of Battery Mates. We are finally here. It's finally <laughs> happening. Uh, you know, our this. I think at one point this was a daily podcast, uh, and now um, <laughs> we're at least bi-weekly. Um, I, here in Chicago, I'm Toby. Uh, with me, as always, from uh, you're in uh, somewhere in England these days. I'm in Manchester. It's um, it's cold and rainy. Um, which is usually the weather in summer. So um, climate change is messing everything up. It is, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day in Northern England. <laughs> I don't think you said your name. Your name is, I, I forgot. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I forgot, so. It's been a while, isn't it? I'm Matthew uh, from Merry Old England, and um, it's, it's good to be back. It's been a while. We, we So um, we've scheduled this recording session at least six times. Um, one time, we actually sat down, logged on, started recording, and then my computer just shut down. <laughs> yeah. We were like a minute into the episode, uh, and or maybe we had just just started recording. Um, it, it was that was not great. Um, and then my entire family has been sick. Um, one of the times we were in the emergency room when we were supposed to be recording, which was annoying. Um, <laughs> Just really inconsiderate of uh, the person who got sick. Um, not going to name names, but it rhymes with Scora. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a while. so it's already we've we've <laughs> the whole here's what's ha- we're going to cover what we missed in the last several months. But um, I think the first time we were trying to record was like late November, early December, if I if I remember correctly. <laughs> And it's now January something. I don't know. It's many days, multiple days into January. It, it is so long since we first tried to record this episode that we were we were going to be reacting live to the Carlos Correa uh, Giants Mets debacle. <laughs> it, that is so long ago. That is that is that is what the news was at the time. <laughs> We've had to update that particular note on, in our notes doc three times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last time I, updated, I when I went update it before this uh, this uh, episode, um, the last time I had it in there was like, man, the Mets are stacked. Here's the, the lineup. Assuming the Correa thing works out, wink, wink. You know, just assuming that like, lol, it can't fall through again. Ha ha. Uh, we'll get there. Um, but you you mentioned you're in uh, Merry Old England. I just I, I would love to talk to you about something I've been reading about um, in uh, Craig Calcaterra's. Uh, daily newsletter. He he's been he's somewhat of an anglophile, I think, um, and so people have been sending him uh, some, I guess, uh, oddities from British cuisine, and he's been covering them in you know, daily now on in his newsletter. And I just want to walk you through. Can you explain to our listeners and and me um, what a few of these things are? The first thing, which you know I know a little bit about, but I, I I'm still stunned by, is something called a chip chip buddy sandwich, butty. Well, it's not it's not called that by anyone in this country. 
Oh. A, a but a butty is um, is a sandwich. Oh, like it refers to the well. It's it's not a sandwich. It's more like a bread roll. Are you you have bread rolls in America, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. So it's a bread roll with with spread with butter. Oh, that's where that's where the name comes from. So to call it a butty sandwich would be to I don't know call it like a hoagie sandwich. Okay. Like the hoagie is the sandwich. It's like calling it the name twice. So a chip butty. <laughs> is a big bread roll different bits of of england call a bread roll a different thing so you might call it a cob uh a balm um there are different names for the bread roll um and it's got it's got a big thick cut french fries chips like really big like thick cut, like you get in a fish and chip shop if you live okay, in a yeah. hipster part of America. Um, those chips in in a buttered bread roll. That's that's a chip butty. That's the sandwich. It's just <clears throat> chips on bread. Yeah, okay. yeah. Honestly, it doesn't sound bad. I'm a vegetarian. I've I've eaten I've eaten weirder things. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good. A lot of people have um, lots and lots of vinegar on it, and um, some people would have uh, ketchup or brown sauce. Um, Brown sauce is, I guess, the closest. I think you can get HP sauce in America. Yeah. I remember seeing some places. Uh, if you live in a part of America that doesn't have access to the rest of the world, it's quite close to A1. It's big sauce. Yeah. It, so it's essentially barbecue sauce. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, wait, I, I want to go through and I want to go. To, you mentioned a barm. So now I have a little yeah. bit more clue on what the second thing is. Something called a pie barm. Pie bomb, yeah. I mean, in some parts of the uh, country, I, I lived near a place called Wigan, um, and uh, they would they 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 especially they they are known affectionately as pie eaters, and they um, <laughs> they have a they have a special version of a pie bomb, but a pie bomb is literally a a pie, um, and remember this is impo- very important information for anyone who doesn't know this. In England, pies are are predominantly meat pies, right? Or, or savory pies. If you said to someone, "Do you want a pie?" the assumption would be, unless you specified otherwise, that it would be a meat or or some other kind of savory pie, not a fruit pie. It's the reverse in America. You can get right. savory or meat pies in America, but the assumption, if you just say pie, the assumption is that it's fruit or other another kind of sweet pie. So it is a a pie. My favorite, my personal favorite, is meat and potato. So you get little chunks of meat, usually um, uh, beef, but sometimes pork or chicken, with uh, little cubes of potato, maybe some carrot, maybe some onion, in a gravy, in in a thick crust pie. And you take that pie and you put it inside a breaded roll. <laughs> so the pie... And you eat, it, you eat it like it's a sandwich. So is that... Is the innovation there that the when you kind of bite into the pie the bread is there to kind of sop up the like liquidy insides or is it just too hot to to hold in your hand so you need like, like almost like a uh, mitts <laughs> I, think, I think you've already given it more thought than <laughs> any british people has ever have ever given it i don't know like in in the north of england you know like, i don't know if this is this the, this um infamy has reached america but the Scots have a reputation of deep frying stuff. Okay. Like, so you can buy a deep fried Mars bar. You can buy a deep oh. fried, uh, 
slice of pizza. Like they take anything and they put yeah. it in a deep fryer. It's like a state fair here. We do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In Northern England, we put things in breaded rolls. <laughs> so, <laughs> a pie in a pie in a bath is not considered uh, outlandish, <laughs> but I also don't think it's been given much consideration. It's just like you know, there's a lot of bread around. Let's use it for this. I, I hope our listeners are enjoying this because I, I have one more for you. Um, uh, do you know what a pea wet is? And pea, I'm I'm P E A wet the p wet tape is real um (laughs) i I hadn't i hadn't come across this but i saw it in the show notes so i I googled it and um it's it's the kind of the uh the juice that comes from a um a tin a tin of canned peas i think um why and then i think you just use it as a gravy Oh. I, I, I mean, I, I'd say you. I, I, one may wish to do that. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, I think that sounds pretty gross. But you know, there's there's um, there's a lot of fucked up people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not one for me. I, I've not heard of that before. Apparently, people. What I the the research I've done um, suggests that people are eating them with with their chips. So they're dipping their French fries in the peanut. It's like a deep dipping sauce or a gravy um, to go with your chips. Yeah. So the 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 other one that that's not on here, but I'm very excited about tomorrow. Or today we're recording this on a Friday. Tomorrow is Saturday the 14th of January, and I'm going to watch Norwich play against a team in Lancashire, this part of Northern England that I'm in, called Preston North End. It's a oh. football team, soccer team, and they they are in a part of the country that has a speciality called a butter pie. I'm I am really 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 looking forward to eating a butter pie. The first time I went to Preston, I tried the butter pie. I liked it so much, I immediately went back and ordered a second butter pie and ate that. Can, can you for our listeners? I obviously know what a butter pie is, but can you explain to our <laughs> listeners what a butter pie is? What what is it? Just what it sounds like? Is it just butter inside a pie? It's not. It's okay. not what it sounds like. And and you'd be forgiven anyone who's been to the Iowa State Fair and has had a <laughs> stick of of butter. <laughs> fried in in um, and dipped in cinnamon it's not a literal pie of butter it's actually a pie where the filling is very buttery mashed potato bits of onion bits of carrot so it's like a potato pie is it is it vegetarian um you can get it vegetarian but it's often mixed with like chicken gravy okay um that sounds so crazy. You'd, you'd want to check, but it doesn't have like meat meat in it. So, you know, it depends how vegetarian you want to be. If you want to be fussy. Uh, that's amazing. And you've finally solved um, or you've completed a loop in my brain of uh, there's a, 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 you know, you're a big Paul McCartney fan. There's a Paul McCartney song where he says something about a butter pie. And then a narrator comes in and goes, the butter wouldn't melt. So I put it in the pie. And I didn't know what that meant. I still don't really know what that means. But I now I understand that butter pie is a thing, and it's not just yeah. Paul McCartney ran out of time to complete the lyrics to this song. Um, no. That, which, both are plausible. Um, anyway, that's all the time we have. I hope uh, this is a good episode <laughs> of Battery Mates. <laughs> uh, no, we do have some late-breaking news. Um, <laughs> uh, before recording this episode, they, we got word that... And I, this is not in the notes, so I had to put it at the top of the episode. Um, robot umpires are coming to AAA. Did you read this? Did you see this? I didn't see this, no. 
this is this is brand this is breaking news. Um, I think yesterday maybe, um, <laughs> but that's breaking news for us. Uh, so it sounds like they're going to have in AAA. Um, half the games are going to be played with robot umpires calling balls and strikes with their uh, ABS system, and then half the games will be played under the challenge system where um, every team gets three challenges. So uh, and you retain your challenge if you're if you're correct. So yeah, um, no, I didn't I didn't know this was I didn't know this was um, I didn't know this has happened, but I actually. Um, just went. I went down like a bit of a rabbit hole of watching clips from um, last season. Was it in single A? They had it. They were trying so. this. Always at the internationals. You know, I would just watched a bunch of clips, and I, I've kind of against robot umps. Um, from what I've read, then they're, they're not they're not um, infallible. Um, one of the leagues had a system where there was a human ump but every ball was tracked and you you tap your helmet and um you challenge you challenge that call and i think that's what what you're describing i love that yeah i thought that was really cool and then you it were like within seconds the the replay was on the screen and the decision is made in like three or four seconds flat and it was like the crowd were going to kind of go nuts for it it's a bit like in in tennis where the player um has a uh, challenges an umpire's ruling on on whether the ball's gone in or not, and the crowd really get into it, and it was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I I like that. I I was surprised by how okay I was with that. I I like that. I think I'm gonna like that too. Um, I like the sound of that because it. it what I don't, the, you know, I think. What does it sound like? <laughs> it's I don't know, kind of like a pee wet. Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I kind of like the sound of. Uh, not you know i don't it, it's from what i hear um robot umpires are not perfect um and so the idea of going to a complete robot system is a little scary um but having this kind of like robot being the uh fallback of, or like the the you know the confirmation system you know makes it makes a lot of sense and um you know we're, we're already watching half the time already or more than half the time we're watching games with that like fake bo- strike zone box on it uh, yeah. where you're, so we're like, we're in our head processing like, oh, that's not a strike. It didn't go through that invisible box, um, which is not real and maybe slightly off, uh, because it's superimposed by a camera. Um, anyway, I, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out and because it's a triple A, we'll have a lot more video of it. So that's, 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 that's good. Um, should we go, should we dive through, go around the horn here? I, I think we might have missed quite a bit of things. Um, well, it's, it's only been two months since we recorded, so um, <laughs> that's I, a few. I think more than that. I think it's been longer than <laughs> because it was before the World Series. <laughs> oh my God, was it really? Yes. Good grief! So, what, what happened in the World Series in the end? No one knows. We're still unpacking. Um, <laughs> uh, we're... We, we we can exclusively reveal. <laughs> Um, no, we need to con- con- congratulate the the Houstons and their fans who um, have won the from what we read uh, have won the World Series, um, and we'll have at least eighteen months before we learn how they cheated to get to this one. Um, there's another, which is great. Th- that'll be a great year and a half for them um, to really <laughs> to really talk about how how wonderful their their franchise is. Uh, um, so enjoy it. <laughs> yeah congratulations to to ross um for that um 
But bigger congratulations, I think, go to uh, Michael Whitney, for uh, who lives in, in Philadelphia. A uh, huge, huge result for, for Phillies fans. They've really come on um, leaps and bounds. They've jumped a generation. Uh, <laughs> and I'm specifically talking about the fact that they did not burn the entire city down when they, they lost the, the World Series. That's incredible. A level of maturity I think none of us expected to see from Phillies fans. It, it really was the most remarkable thing about the, the World Series is that Philly did not burn. Um, <laughs> you know, in either outcome, you, know, you kind of expect the uh, the city to kind of, part of the city to burn. Um, and you know what? We're still catching up on the news, so maybe it did burn. Um, it's, it, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, in the intervening uh, months, we also had a... Uh, this is not a World Series. Um, I believe it's pronounced Cup. World. There was a World Cup. World Cup. Did you yes. Did you follow this at all? Um, I I I watched a couple of the games. I wasn't I wasn't particularly I wasn't massively interested. And I'm told that the United States did not win. Is that no. Is that your yes. understanding? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. The United States yeah. did not win. Um, yeah, it was. I, I I watched it, but um, I think there's a couple of things about uh, this is this is the World Cup that I was least interested in since 1986. Um, so I watched games, but um, you know, in 1986 I was seven years old and I was kind of like not really didn't really understand what was going on, and this time I didn't really care for what was going on. Uh, Two two reasons. Number one, having it in Qatar with the corruption in, involved, the fact that that corruption stopped USA from hosting, if you can remember back that that far, um, and the you know the, the human rights record um, in that country, but also because it was during the football season in England. Right. Like I want to watch I want to watch Norwich right now, and they stopped the the league to to show England games, and I just I just don't care about England in the way I care about Norwich, not even close. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I was trying to come up with a buddy barm joke here, but I, uh, you know, <laughs> I care more. I, I, I honestly, I care more about eating pies than England. <laughs> uh, I, I would obviously, I definitely would get excited if, if England uh, won the World Cup, but I don't think I would be as excited as if uh, Great Britain won the World Baseball Classic. That oh. would be much more exciting and i think we should i think we should spend some time talking about oh we'll get there we'll get there but that, that okay. that's happening in the future matthew so we are still have a lot to catch up on what's happened in the past um <laughs> it's going back to baseball um we need to congratulate a uh, very large man aaron judge um <laughs> <laughs> he he uh the league said he had a lot of value um he won the mvp um the yankees paid him extra large too. Um, and I didn't, you know, in my research here or our research team found that he actually ended up on sports illustrated sexiest people alive list. Did you see this? Uh, wait, is it sports illustrated or is it people? It might've been people magazine. Um, but he was on a sexiest person alive list. And I'm going to tell you that had not occurred to me, dude. Um, Aaron judge, uh, did to me does not. And you know, uh, you know, not generally my type, but, uh, um, and maybe partly because he's twice my size, l- literally twice my size. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, but you know what? It was news to me, so now it's news to Battery Mates Nation. Um, Aaron Judge is a very large, very sexy man. 
You seem you seem to be troubled by this. Uh, I mean, it's all in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Who who am I? Whom whomst am I to start making accusations that uh, people are not attractive? I will uh, I will I will not be the first to cast a stone <laughs> on that on that one. And, and, and who am I to say he's very large? He could be. I have no idea how tall he is. He could be my height. Yeah. I have no idea. I think I think it's it's less that he's very very tall and more that whenever you look at him he's very close to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he uh, was further away, he'd be smaller. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> speaking speaking of being closer, um, I need to congratulate John Heyman, who I, you might not have seen this, but in the so Aaron Judge re-signed with the Yankees, but there was a moment on uh, on the internets when John Heyman, who is a like famous baseball reporter, um, <laughs> infamous, he, <laughs> he tweeted that uh, that they that Arson Judge, <laughs> he, he uh, there was a typo. Arson Judge was signing a deal with the Giants, and um, I I have to say. Uh, it's th- that's an amazing moment for Twitter.com. Um, in in the in these these current days, uh, and uh, you know, for him to slip on a banana peel that publicly, uh, for John Heyman was pretty in- intense and incredible. Also, poor Giants fans who thought for a, like a brief moment that they were ge- they were winning the Aaron Judge fight, which <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and you got to congratulate the um, you know, who those the hoodlums somewhere on on Long Island who are about to name their hardcore band Arson Judge, which is <laughs> really great. Um, but, <laughs> so the Giants get funnier. Okay, sorry, I, I have to unpack the Giants a little more. So they, they not only reportedly won the Aaron Judge signing, which didn't end up happening, they also, uh, uh, they also like publicly signed Carlos Correa. <clears throat> and we're, let's unpack this saga as well. But this is this is so crazy. This is literally I've never seen anything like this. But the most impressive thing I think is that before they officially signed the contract, which spoiler alert never ended up happening, um, they, they had scheduled a like public like a, a press conference, right? Um, and that just got pulled down. That's how we found out this was falling apart. But in the days leading up to that press conference, they had ads up for season tickets with Carlos Correa wearing a Giants jersey. Um, and they sold Carlos Correa jerseys and it's going to be funny <laughs> to see all the Giants fans who spent a couple hundred bucks on a Carlos Correa jersey who at this point got to wear it. <laughs> Can they get their money back? I mean, like, presumably the Giants are, presumably, the Giants are offering a deal. I wonder if there, there must be a, a small number of them. Maybe, maybe people could, will pay a premium for them in years to come. I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. That did not go well. Um, so that was the $350 million contract, 13 years, I believe. And he, so it fell apart because of his medicals. Um, reportedly he has a surgically repaired ankle or it was an ankle injury that may, may need surgery eventually, or we really don't know the extent of the injury, but it was enough to scare the giants off from that 13 year deal. And then (laughs) the Mets came in and just overnight swooped in and, Offered him a twelve-year, three hundred like thirteen million dollars, three hundred fifteen million dollars deal. So, presumably, they were signing Carlos Correa, and then um, 
And then, you know, the next day, or I think that night, Steve Cohen, the, you know, billionaire savior, savior of the New York Mets, um, was telling reporters that Carlos Correa was the one last, quote, missing piece to make the roster competitive. Um, and, that you know, it, it appeared that he had just kind of like, oh, there's trouble with this contract. We're going to swoop in and, and, and just go, you know, steal him. Um and 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 I wish that was where the saga ended, Matthew. Um, it's not. Uh, the the, uh, <laughs> the 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 idea that like over the next several weeks, <laughs> that weeks, weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks, it's been going on for so long that they also did a uh, physical with Carlos Correa, and they were like, "Oh, wait a second, <laughs> that ankle does look gnarly." Uh, it's 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 mind-boggling and now this week um we can break the new finally break the news uh it's official that carlos correa has signed a uh, a contract with the minnesota twins which is only guaranteed for i believe six seasons uh instead of the 13 <laughs> that was in that original deal and it's only for 200 million dollars instead of the 350 million dollars that was in the original deal um that ankle seems to have cost carlos correa 150 million dollars in guaranteed money um that's that is something going on. I, I don't know what's going. <laughs> there, there was there was some chat that um, the the Mets offered him a new deal that was for more than two hundred million, but there would be opt outs. Um, it was like three years guaranteed, and then another six years. But after each year, he would have a new medical. Yeah, and if they didn't like if they didn't like what they could see. Then he 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 just contract just got cancelled, which seems like a deal that super sucks, and I'm not surprised he <laughs> turned that down. Uh, even if you didn't have a bad ankle, I don't think that's the the kind of contract situation players want to get into. But I mean, also fuck the Mets. I'm glad he's gone to the Twins. I hope that I hope that he has an absolutely stellar six years. I don't, uh, partly because the Twins are in our division. But yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> the Twins are now built on um, their their core are superstars who uh, may or may not be fundamentally broken. <laughs> Byron right. Buxton and um, Carlos. They're Correa. either going to have a great few years or an absolutely disastrous. <laughs> right break it down kind of with the, the kind of situation the Orioles were in where they were paying more to players who were not playing for them <laughs> than they were to players who were playing for them. <laughs> um, and, and then I, I don't know if you saw this, but when it looked like the, like Steve Cohen was about to be paying more in luxury taxes, um, than like half the league was paying for their team. Um, uh, there was, there were some anonymous owners who were, um, you know, like publicly shitting their pants to reporters. Um, the quote, the quote, the quote was, um, uh, I think it's going to have consequences for him down the road, said an official with another major league team who was not authorized to speak publicly. Quote, there's no collusion, but there was a reason nobody for years ever went past 300 million. You still have partners and there's a system. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Anytime you have to say out loud, there's no collusion. Um, <laughs> Pretty much means there's collusion, which is great. I I, I love that quote. Um, and for the that whoever that 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 source was, who was not authorized to speak publicly, um, <laughs> for him to give up the ghost like that, that was great. What 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 have we missed? Uh, so, I I believe Trey Turner has signed a new contract. I believe uh, Max Scherzer has signed a new contract. Uh, the, all the 2019 Nationals are not playing for your rivals. It seems like. 
Yeah, there seems to be in some kind of situation where all of our best players were allowed to go to other teams, but only if they stayed in the division, <laughs> uh, which is uh, it's not it's not it's not nice. It's not nice, especially um, you know if 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 another team in our division is going to do super well, I'd really rather it wasn't the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a long twenty twenties for the Washington Nationals. We also have a situation where our owners want to sell but they can't get anyone to pay as much money as they want to pay so now they're talking about they're going to do a partial sale which feels like the absolute worst of all worlds um so yeah it looks like it sucks balls <laughs> um yeah i can't imagine no one wants to to buy the washington nationals right now with with i, I don't know who plays on their team um Really, I don't know who plays on their team either, and uh, I'm paid a lot of money by our sponsors to to keep track of, of it. Of it, um, the, the 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 really big situation is that we have this really bad uh, kind of contract with the media company. Masson mm. uh, is uh, basically owned by the Orioles, and they don't pay a fair uh, <laughs> they don't pay pay out fairly for the for for the Nationals uh, deal. And courts have ruled that Masson owes the Nationals tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. And it just keeps getting appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed. It's been going on for, uh, it must be almost 10 years now. Oh and uh, it, the, it's just a mess. It's just a complete mess. So I'm not surprised that people are not queuing up to buy the Nationals. But I think the, the other big issue is that the Lerner family who owns the Nationals got absolutely rinsed by the um uh covid uh, uh economic downturn and they're trying to win that money back with their sale and uh, so they're just holding out for a price that is not that is not going to be met oh, so it, it's kind of it's kind of an ugly situation well i'm sure we'll be covering that from some more over the course of the next uh several years probably um and another thing that's happened we have more congrats to hand out here um Nothing that's happened uh, since we last recorded is the election. And we have to formally congratulate um, J.D. Scholten, who uh, was a guest on our program this, this season, and because of that, who won his seat um, for the Iowa State House. It was uncontested, um, but he is now a member of the Iowa State House. He's an Iowa State Representative, um, which is legitimately pretty cool. And it's, it's a picture. It's really cool. It's really cool. And it continues... Um... Uh, uh, on our, our streak of never ever having interviewed someone who went on to lose an election. That's right. <laughs> so, budding candidates out there, uh, there is a battery rates bump. We have never interviewed someone who lost their election. I, I also, in, in the election, there's two more really interesting news stories from the election about baseball. Um, voters in Solana Beach, gotta have to say California here. Um, soundly rejected former player and current purveyor of online cell phones, Aubrey Huff, um, who was running for school board, uh, presumably on a dirtbag uh, anti-vax ticket, um, um, <laughs> but got absolutely crushed in his race, which is kind of nice to see. Um, and then this is <clears throat> amazing. When it appeared, do you remember this moment when it appeared Lauren Boebert was going to lose in Colorado? Yeah. Um, that was awesome. It was a good moment. Um, but in that in that like window, uh, like you know, 12 hours where it lo looked like she was going down, another uh, uh, dirtbag baseball player, Lenny Dykstra, um, shot his shot. Uh, he tweeted, 
I am sorry about your loss in the election at Lauren Boebert. Who knows what funny business was going on? Anyhow, anyhow, I know this must be a difficult time, and just keep in mind that you have someone right here to talk to, or whatever other kind of needs you may have right now. DM me. (laughs) (laughs) So creepy. Such a creepy thing to say. It's, it's so, so creepy. It's so it's so. I mean, and it was a public tweet. I mean, that was not a. <laughs> that, yeah. was not, that was not a. <laughs> do, do you think message. she did? <clears throat> oh, uh, most certainly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, this is something again we'll be covering for, for the next several weeks on Battery Mates. Uh, <laughs> um, and then this that kind of brings us to our our final uh, uh, topic, of the catching up here. Um, uh, which we almost forgot about. I mean, I literally, on the, the, the notes last time, last time we were going to record, which was, I think, last week, um, I realized before we were supposed to record, like, oh, my God, we didn't even mention, uh, you know, speaking of people we used to cover, Trevor Bauer, who there's been in the news lately. Um, you know, you might remember him from um, past seasons of Battery Mates, almost chopping his hand off with a drone. Um, uh uh, suing lady journalists um, for uh, minor <laughs> inconsistencies in their coverage of him, and uh, most famously now, um, violent sexual assault. Um, anyway, uh, he uh, is been reinstated by the league uh, in their um, an arbiter has, has uh, reduced his suspension uh, to time served, essentially. And he is now eligible to play again uh, this season. Um, he still, however, has received the longest suspension ever in the history of the league's uh, domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy, which is a really uh, uh, incredible distinction. Let's just say that. Um, congratulations, Trevor Bauer, on that for uh, for for you know winning the championship of uh, suspensions for. Uh, complete dickheads. Um, and then uh, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, which, you know, you have to hand it to the, the Yankees West here. Um, uh, they, they knew he was a dirtbag when they signed him to the, the big money contract that they did. Um, but they had the courage to kick him off the team. Um, they, they owe him $22 million this year. They're going to pay him that. Um, and he will not be playing baseball for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was released yesterday. He is now eligible to play for any team in the league for league minimum salary. Um, uh, do you have any reactions to that that piece of news? Did that stun you? <laughs> I mean, I was surprised that he got the <clears throat> the sentence reduced because the story is horrific. And uh, I'm surprised that MLB wants to allow him to play baseball ever again. I wasn't that surprised that the Dodgers... Um, released him. I think that's a reflection of Dodgers fans more than the Dodgers organization. I think if the Dodgers organization thought they could get away with it, then they probably would. I think these kinds of decisions is usually a mix of the clubhouse and the fan base. And I think some of the other players have let it be known that they would refuse to play uh, on the same team as him. And I think that the reaction from the fan base would have been uh, really, really damaging for the Dodgers. So, um, uh, go Dodgers Clubhouse, go Dodgers fans, um, and fuck the Astros for signing him in maybe <laughs> ten or fifteen days' time. Because <laughs> I mean, I just this is the thing that like some someone's going to sign him, yeah, and that sucks. 
that really, really sucks. So, the LA Times reached out to 16 front office front office executives to ask them about this, and um, you know he hasn't pitched a game in 19 months, so um, it's been a while. Uh, 11 people, 11 of the 16 front office executives responded. Seven were a hard no. One said, "I doubt it," which is an odd thing to say, and then uh, another one said, "We're probably out." Two declined to comment. Declined to comment altogether. With uh, one of the executives saying, "quote I'm not touching that topic." Um, but somebody, one person, did say, "He's so affordable. Maybe it's not in spring training that Bauer signs. Maybe it's May first or June first. Maybe it's more strategically time for a team to get out of spring training and avoid the early noise." But I'll be surprised if he doesn't play again. And it's what you were saying. Like it's it's some team is going to, you know, because. You know, last time he pitched, he was, you know, eight and five with a two point five nine ERA. Um, he's, pro- you know, presumably uh, a serviceable pitcher, um, and everybody needs pitching, so someone is going to do it. And congrats to that team and their fan base for um, showing the world their ass uh, and just being a complete, just being the worst human beings. The, the, the one thing I'll say is that I'm so relieved that the Guardians uh, and Cleveland in general has already really decided we don't like Trevor Bauer. Um, there's Because it, it's the kind of thing that would happen that Cleveland... We literally, the football team in Cleveland just did this um, with a, a scumbag. Uh, and I can't... I, I would not be surprised. It would be really depressing for Trevor Bauer to end up in Cleveland. Um, but I know it won't happen because the people who run the Cleveland Guardians really dislike Trevor Bauer. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's good to know. That's the saving grace. <laughs> uh, one last congratulations to hand out. This is kind of a big announcement. I don't know why we're burying it this far into the episode. Um, <laughs> we have a 2022 preseason prediction contest winner. Uh, do you want to do a, like a drum roll or anything? Is this a... <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, Dan Carson has won Yay. the 2022 preseason predictions contest. Uh, uh, I hope that makes up for the way the Mariners season ended. No, no, they, he's got to be happy with the fact they made the playoffs, right? It'd been like 20 years. It must be the first time in his life, right? He's like <laughs> early, he's early 20s. <laughs> it was, it was just a close, this was a close one this year. He, um, Dan edged out Kerry Myers, uh, Patrick Stevenson, and every year, it seems, um, Ross morales Riquetto is always in the mix. So, uh, congrats to finishing in second, third, fourth place, those you guys. Um, but Dan Carson, um, you know your your prize is, shall we say, in the mail, <laughs> so so to speak. Um, it's I think we are I think we are finally no longer indebted to any of our current winners, right? In, until now. Uh, um, I've lost count, to be honest. Did you did you de- did you deliver the Did you receive? The uh, package I sent you for the with the 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 prize for the MP. Yes. Okay. I've got your I've got your package. <laughs> <I've>, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, I delivered I delivered that. Uh, Alex has his has his prize. I think that might be the fastest we've delivered uh, a prize um, since the beginning of this contest. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Uh... Only t- only took around uh, twelve months. Yeah, uh, yeah, might have been more than that, um, but yes, uh, that's good. Uh, and I'm and for all the NSA listeners, um, the package I had delivered to a uh, British MP, uh, not a bomb. Um, anyway, just had to say that <laughs> uh, it was a hell of a prize. 
Uh, let's take a quick word from our sponsor, uh, and then we'll try to get to as much of the rest of the episode as we can. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Twitter.com, the world's premier marketplace of ideas. New and improved with more anti-vaxxers, Nazis, ads for some random guy who wants you to follow him back, and of course, Trevor Bauer apologists. Twitter is the place to go to say what you think, or what you didn't really think through, where comedy is legal again, especially if it's a pun about sinks, and where bots are illegal, but maybe probably still drive the outcomes of polls on which Twitter policy is set. And just today, our API stopped working to ensure that if you enter our marketplace, you have to walk through our buggy and backwards aisles. Twitter.com, truly a majestic marketplace of human knowledge. A marketplace that's constantly failing to socket shelves, just like the good old days in Soviet Russia. Which, by the way, is the victim in this whole Ukraine business. All right. Well, i definitely give that one a retweet. <laughs> I would, but I can't log into Twitter right now. <laughs> oh, boy. What a time to be alive. <clears throat> um, I legitimately don't know where I'm going to get my news. But... <laughs> Uh, talking of uh, talking of absolute hellscape shit shows, should we talk about the Washington Nationals in 2023? Let's talk about our hot stoves, which are not <laughs> gas powered. Thank you very much. I don't, you know, I I just keep seeing American uh, people on Twitter talking about gas stoves, and I I have no idea why. It's just all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's just suddenly like nonstop people making jokes about gas stoves, getting angry about gas stoves, getting angry about people being angry about gas stoves. I don't, I don't have any clue at all what's happened there. Yeah, no, we're fine. It's fine. I'm sure it'll work out. It'll, it'll be fine. Um, how has the hot stove been? <laughs> Speaking of hot stoves, how has the hot stove been um, with our Washington Nationals? This not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Oh, I think um, I think I saw you, you signed Corey Dickerson. Is that is that right? We signed we signed Corey Dickerson. <laughs> I'm not sure that, I know who that, that is, by the way. That that got uh, you know when the push notifications uh, hit and it's like national sign superstar first baseman one year one point five million dollar deal. You know, like, <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if that's going to be worth clicking on to read some details until the Corey Dickerson um, thing landed. Um, big story was uh the nationals picking up somebody in a rule five draft and <laughs> oh, when that is <laughs> when that is headline news you know you you're you're in real trouble um we've signed um uh, what's his name candelario i can't remember his first name i didn't write that down yeah. uh he, he was he was good like five years ago the um, tigers? he's now was he a tiger uh, he's now like a yeah tigers he's mm. now like a 215 um average player uh, and we're paying him $5 million oh. for a season. Uh, that is um, not tremendously exciting, to be honest. Not tremendously exciting. I think the the, um, the 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 one thing that is of interest is that we have a reasonably good farm team, uh, farm system now, thanks to Juan Soto. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've... The, the, um, the, the training fields are literally the Juan Soto memorial field um it's been it's been renamed um but we've got some we've got some interesting players coming through it, you know it, it, we're not we're obviously gonna lose uh somewhere around 100 games this season so the only interesting thing is how uh Cade cavalli plays cj abrams Mackenzie gore 
there's a couple of others who are, are kind of exciting and if they have good healthy uh breaky outy kind of years this year then 2024 might be interesting and non-disastrous so that's that's the, <laughs> that's where our, that's where that's where our interest lies you know, i always try to have one nationals player in my fantasy team um just because it kind of is the connection between following fantasy baseball and 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 real life baseball and honestly i it would just be sarcastic this season <laughs> to have a, a nationals player uh, uh maybe cave ruiz who we picked up in the trey turner um oh. trade may make my fantasy team but yeah it's gonna be a long long season for the washington nationals it's the kind of thing where you hope it's one more season like this and not six more. Like you don't want a, a, a you know Detroit Tigers speaking of um, situation. So how about those Guardians? Well, the Guardians. You know, honestly, um, until until the uh, the Carlos Correa situation resolved itself this week, um, the Guardians had made the biggest splash in the division, um, which isn't really saying a ton, but. Um, the Guardians are a team that don't really do much in, in uh, free agency. They don't really do much in the offseason um, unless it's trading away one of their stars. So, um, But everybody knew that, uh, and we've talked about this on the program, um, uh, the, the Guardians are kind of a, on the, you know, they won the division. They uh, won the first series of the, of the playoffs and um, took the, the Yankees to five games in the ALDS. And so they're an up-and-coming team and, uh, you know, they had some really obvious holes, one of which was the black hole that was our catcher position um, that I think hit like 148 uh, on the season. And just it was uh, just really bad. Um, and then another was the first base DH. We had a we had a guy starting first base uh, in game five of the ALDS who had played like 13 games in uh, in the major leagues uh, up until uh, uh, that game. Um and was starting for us because they had a lefty on the mound. It's like not great. Uh, and our other like DH, uh, the DH we've had played most of the season, um, like hit like two twenty and had like seven home runs. So uh, not not ideal. So some obvious holes um, to fix the team. And the, the the good news is the surprising news is. They actually addressed them. The first thing they did, they signed Josh Bell, who's one of your former Nationals, um, mm-hmm. who is, seems like a really great dude. Um, I'm really excited yeah. about that, and I hope he plays well. But he signed this contract, two-year deal, um, with an opt-out after one year. If he's really good, he's going to leave. But uh, if he's just okay or if he's not that good, um, it was a, it's a, you know, not that bad a, a contract, although it would be bad to have him, to have him play bad. But... Um, so that's exciting. I'm excited. He he instantly makes the team better. Um, and then they signed a catcher named Mike Zanino, who um, I only know because he played for the Mariners a few years back. Um, and then he was on the Rays, and he was an all-star for the Rays in 2019. Um, but had, like, so- shoulder surgery last season, and so had a missed, missed year and was, like, you know, basically cost a bucket of balls. Um, but we'll instantly upgrade the offense from the catching position. Uh, and we have a... a one of our top prospects is a catcher who's should be should be up in the big leagues uh, to stay later this season. So, yeah, I I, I think all in all, um, I'm excited. This seems like a you know it seems like good news. Um, however, uh, the thing about 
having a team um, that just debuted 17 rookies <laughs> last season, um, a lot of them had really good years. And, we'll, you know, there's a, there's a thing in baseball called regression. Um, it's not just baseball. It's actually everywhere. Uh, but, like, you know, th- th- some of these players were had fluky seasons or maybe surprised and um, maybe primed to, to take a step back. And we expect that to happen. But I got to say... This team is deeper than it than, than I would have expected it to be at this point. You know, going into the 2023 season, that's still a year before anybody would like in 2020 when we traded uh, Francisco Lindor. I think everybody was looking at 2024 as like the year we maybe we'll be back. Um, but we've already been uh, to the playoffs, and I have no. I think we're if not the favorites in the division, uh, it's a mutual co-favorites um, with the Twins and the White Sox. Um, I think. On paper, I, I, I like our chances, but uh, uh, you never know. Um, we'll, we'll cover more about the rest of the AL Central uh, in future episodes. But uh, I will say this. I really would like them to do something risky because they have all these. They have one of the top farm systems in baseball. They have all these top-rated prospects. Like I think of all the teams in baseball, they have the most top 100 prospects or the second most. Um, and they're really just hoarding those prospects. They're just like keeping them, um, and they're really good at developing prospects. So I don't really blame them on that front. But uh, it's kind of like would like them to go after like they were rumored to be going after Sean Murphy, who's like you know top five catcher in baseball. Um, uh, but like the price was too high. It was like they had to get rid of one of their top three pitching prospects, and they didn't want to do that. And it's like at some point I'd like them to make a take a take a risk um, and. Uh, you know, really go all in here, but uh, and maybe they will. But uh, I think a lot of fans are waiting on that to happen. So, anyway, that's the the long story of the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, should we talk before we wrap here? Should we talk about what's coming on the pike? Uh, two, this is this this is the exciting bit. Yeah, two big two actually two things that uh, I look forward to covering here. Uh, the first of which is the World Baseball Classic. Matthew, this is your moment to shine. <laughs> uh well i mean this is um this is a big moment for uh, british people who like baseball um <laughs> here's two here's two facts for you do you know who won the first ever uh international baseball official baseball uh series can you give me the year 1938 uh 1938 uh, I'm going to say not Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Germany. Uh, Great Britain. Really? The USA, four games to one. I don't really understand why they played uh, the fifth game of that series when it was already uh, 3-1, but there we go. Uh, Great Britain won over um, USA, four games to one, 1938. However, the World Baseball Classic in its current form Great Britain has qualified for the first time ever. This is the first time that Great Britain has ever made it to the World uh, Baseball Classic, and that oh. is tremendously exciting. I, I want. I, I went to watch them uh, play in uh, the qualifiers for the 2000, and, I think 2013 World Baseball Classic. Um, the, the qualifiers were held in Brooklyn at um, the Brooklyn Cyclones Ozone Park. I went to watch Great Britain take on Israel, and um, not to stereotype the population of Brooklyn, but uh, Israel <laughs> fans uh, greatly outnumbered uh, Great Britain fans. 
um, at a local a local school sang the uh, Israeli national anthem, and they played the, uh, oh, wow. the British national anthem over the over the public address system from a cassette tape. <laughs> So it was a uh, it was a bit it was pretty one sided, but it was a good game. It was a good game, but Great Britain came nowhere near to qualifying. But they did qualify this time. They beat um, the qualifiers for this round uh, were held in Germany, uh, in Bavaria, the home of the Bookbinder Legionnaires, um, <laughs> who play in the Bundesliga baseball. And Great Britain beat uh, France fourteen to one. They beat Germany eight to one, and they beat Spain ten to nine in the twelfth inning. An absolute classic came came from behind. Um, one thousand one hundred and eighty six people watched that uh, uh, exciting uh, conclusion to the qualifiers. So Great Britain will be will be there um, at the World Baseball Classic, which is being held inexplicably um, partly in America and partly in Japan. Oh, okay. It's very how, huh. I don't really understand how that's going to happen. It starts uh, when we first wrote these notes. Uh, it was forty-five days away, um, but it is now. <laughs> quick math: twenty-eight, thirty-five. Well, maybe it is still forty-five days. Away. That can't be right. It starts on March seventh. Yeah. March March seventh is uh, six six seven weeks away. Um, amazingly, Great Britain's first game of the World Baseball Classic is against the USA. Oh. So um, I think we might launch a uh, GoFundMe to send both you and I to uh, that game. It's being held in Phoenix, so it's a bit of a schlep for me, but I will I will do my best. Team USA is actually um, pretty well stacked. It's not really the done thing for MLB players to um, pile in. It's not uh, in the same way that other international team sports are, where the best of the best get picked. Team USA is kind of, uh, you know, who fancies turning up. But it is a a pretty impressive lineup. Uh, Mike Trout is, is, is signed on. Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner, uh, Carl Schwarber, Pete Alonso. Um, there is some really, really strong, uh, there is a really strong lineup. Team GB, on the other hand, uh has a has a different approach of the uh i think it's a 29 man roster i'm not sure but of the entire roster seven of the gb players were born in gb okay. so the way that the way that the world baseball classic works is to play for the team to play for an international team you have to just qualify for a passport. You don't even have to have a passport. <laughs> you just need to qualify for a passport. So um, uh, literally, like, people, there are, there are Americans playing for the Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic because they'll have one grandparent uh, who, is, who is Dutch. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a sort of a very, very... Um, uh, uh, limited link. So we have seven players who are born in uh, Great Britain. Um, only eight of our players have a Wikipedia page entry. The rest <laughs> of the roster aren't even important enough to have a Wikipedia page. I'm going to give you some of the teams that are the that are the T- Team GB roster play for. Um, Team USA has got the Angels, the Cubs, the Phillies, uh, the New York Mets. Team GB has the Long Island Ducks, the Greensboro Grasshoppers, the Kane County Cougars. Oh yeah, um, it's around all, here. 
Yes, do you? Um, although Team GB's uh, a player who played for the Kane County Cougars last season has just been DFA'd by them. Uh, <laughs> we, we have the Arizona Complex League Mariners, which is a terrible name for a minor league baseball team. The Memphis Redbirds and the Charleston Dirty Birds are represented on the Team GB roster. Two of Team GB's players have retired from professional baseball. They no longer play professional baseball, but they did did make the Team Wait, GB uh, roster. Is J.D. Shulton one of the, the players on the Team <laughs> No, um, wait, didn't we go to the uh, Memphis Redbirds game? Uh, yes, we did, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it was good. We got in free because we turned up after the end of the second inning, which was <laughs> extremely generous. Extremely like, generous. Of like, are you going to buy beer? Like, yeah. Like, ah, come on. <laughs> so, so this is um, this is hugely exciting um, news for people that like baseball. It's it's big enough news in the UK that it's actually made like the national newspapers. So, the Times oh. of London had a story about uh, Team GB. Um, making it to the to the World Baseball Classic. There's a, there's a fantastic quote. So this all happened, this is how uh, long ago this was, this happened just after Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II uh, uh, died. And, um, Wait, has that happened uh, since we recorded? No. Yes, yeah. yeah oh, no. I, I know. She was she was so upset at hearing Big Papi had finally retired. She, <laughs> she, she, she wasn't able to hold on any, any longer. But um, so the 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 qualifiers actually happened in like the morning, the official morning period when the country um, was officially sad for a, a short period of time. And um, <laughs> there's a fantastic quote from the the Team GB manager <laughs> who said who said we knew that the whole nation would be paying attention. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, definitely not not the case. Uh, the, the time the times have written it up in a in a typically British understated way. Dave Dave Spencer, the the Team GB manager, hailed his squad's comeback against Spain. We knew that the whole nation would be paying attention. Spencer said, perhaps rather optimistically. <laughs> uh, so um, everyone 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 is. Um, uh, uh, not necessarily paying attention. He went on to say, certainly all the baseball fans would be watching and it's a time people needed to come through and give people some good news. To deliver at that moment at a time when we had just come out of the national mourning period, today was the first day we could sing the na national anthem loud and proud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this guy, this guy's probably good at coaching baseball teams, but I'm not sure if he's good at uh, self-awareness. It seems like it's a there's a uh, like a lesser Ted Lasso uh, 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 <laughs> spinoff here. Um, no, yeah, I mean the World Baseball Classic is, and the research team just got back to me. It's 30, we're 33 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and 53 days away from the World Baseball Classic beginning on March 7th. So we'll be having coverage of both those events. Um, big deals, big deals all around. I think who do you think is the the favorite here? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Team USA is probably the favorite at the uh, at the sport that mainly only is professionally played in the United States of America. I mean, obviously Japan and South Korea have reasonably robust uh, professional leagues, so you'd have to give them a shout. I think Shohei Otani is playing. He is, yeah. Well, he's supposed to. So, yeah. Um, you know, you'd have to you'd have to say that Japan have a, a reasonable shout. I think the the last couple of um, WBCs, Team USA has, has started to attract more and more um, top uh, top talent. 
but it's also at the time of the season where everyone is terrified of getting injured. So I, th- I don't think Team USA are trying perhaps as hard as the other teams are trying. But um, if I was a betting man, I would definitely not bet on any team other than Team USA. And this could be bad information, but I think the Dominican Republic looks pretty strong. They have Vlad Guerrero. So this is what I saw. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Juan Soto, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, uh, Luis Castillo, Manny Machado, Framber Valdez, and Christian Javier. That that would be a pretty good team. Um, that it, would be a pretty good team. Is it as good as that Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner, JT? Real? I don't know, but I think it would I know, be. I know which of those two 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 teams is more likable. <laughs> I, I'm not going to let you finish that. Um, <laughs> um, one other thing I want to we're gonna I'll have more coverage on our, probably next time we record. Um, I am going off on a trip. Um, that needs, that'll be covered in, in detail. Um, I, uh, for my, my dad turned 70 this year. And so we are going to, uh, Goodyear, Arizona, uh, a week from the day this episode comes out in one week, uh, when we leave for Goodyear, Arizona to play fantasy baseball. Well, no, uh, <laughs> that's, that's on the internet. Uh, it's fantasy camp. Um, this is where, uh, grown men get dressed up in tights um, in the baseball <laughs> uniforms, we get to and we get to LARP as professional baseball players uh, for a week. Um, it is, I am, I was literally like uh, so nervous about being in shape for this and like not being in shape, shape, but like not hurting myself about this that I think I was giving myself like stri- like major anxiety. Um, but now I'm just excited about it. It's it's uh the it, uh, it's we're one week away and uh, I'm uh, I will have a lot to say. We just got our itineraries. And these days start at like six thirty um, in the morning, uh, and we there's, we play two games every day. Um, uh, we we have, we have a locker in the professional clubhouse. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we I, I, yeah, I have a lot more to say. I'll try to record some um, uh, some live uh, <clears throat> some live two, cuts. Two two questions for you, Toby. In the um, in the clubhouse. Yeah. Is somebody going to be LARPing Drake LaRoche? <laughs> Drake... Is they going to be like, does someone get to bring like their 14-year-old uh, kid who can just walk around acting like he's the club captain? <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. Drake LaRoche is actually one of the the, the, the pro uh, captains of the teams <laughs> this season. <laughs> no, uh, that's not true. Um, no, there, there will be like performer professionals on um, uh, as our coaches, which is really cool. Uh, Carlos Baerga, who was one of my favorites growing up, will be uh, one of our professionals. Mike Hargrove, who was our, the manager of the team when I was growing up, will be one of them. And then some guy um, who played third base for Cleveland when my dad was a kid. He's in his, oh, he's in his 80s. He'll be, he'll be there. Um, still playing and probably still better at baseball than I ever will be. <laughs> so um, I hope I don't embarrass myself. I hope I, but if I do. And if, when I injure myself, how I injure myself, we will cover it on Battery Mates. Um, maybe we'll do a, a live emergency episode because I'll be in the emergency room. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. That's no. amazing. Before we before we wrap up, I just want to give a special shout out um, to Steve Cooper. We uh, spent some time with uh, Steve uh, in the fall. And, Another thing uh, yeah. that happened while between episodes. That, so, yeah, so we were, we were going to record live then. <laughs> well, it's, it's been it's been it's been a long a long extended uh, gap. But one thing Steve said to me that I really enjoyed was 
um, that he was finding it really difficult to hear us talking in in person um, at, when we were uh, out and about on our trip in November because he usually listens to Battery Mates episode on like 1.5 speed. <laughs> And so our voices sounded really, really odd to him. So big shout out to Krupin. Big shout out to anyone who listens to uh, Battery Mates on um, a higher speed to get through uh, the episode quicker than normal. Um, I'm sorry that when you meet us in person, we sound like we're very slow and boring. Well, in, in um, we actually do have a uh, an episode primer for people who are about to see us in person. And we it, in it we uh, and who listen to our episodes on 1.5 speed in it we just talk like this, <laughs> and so you listen to that before you see us in person, and then it sounds normal. The whole thing sounds normal. Um, <laughs> so I um I did have another question about uh, fantasy camp. Um, you're going to be doing training, and they're going to have professionals um talking you through, um, you know base running and everything else does that mean there is a there is going to be a former professional baseball player teaching you how to shag those balls that's absolutely true properly ball shag proper ball shagging uh is is going to be i think it's one of the first lessons professional Um, ball shagging that is the dream (laughs) that is the dream all right we'll shag those balls i will (laughs) 